What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Joe Everest, the fence expert. We are live again from Fence Tech 2023 here in OKC, coming to you guys live from my salesman studio. Yeah, we don't have a new name for that yet, do we? Uh, not yet. Now, we're still taking suggestions. We're still, still taking suggestions. We got to call Actually, something better. Dylan Blanc had a suggestion. He put in the comment section, the no before you go studio. The no be- all right, offic- it's that's official. A Dylan, that's a good one. Dylan, it's no before you go studios. All right, that's what we're doing. No, coming to you live from the no before you go studios. I yeah, love it. I met Steve a few minutes ago here, right in front. But for the Steve, for the five or six people that might not know you out there, who are you and what do you do? I'm Steve Bennett. I've been in the fence industry for over forty years. Uh, my dad started the business a long time ago. I grew up in it. Uh, soup to nuts, basically, is what I've done. Uh, we own a number of different companies. One of them is called Fence Factory. Another one's Vinyl Craft. Another one's Perimeter Security Systems, Electronic Entry Distributors, and uh, CNW Construction Specialties. You, a few uh, things. A few things. You wear yeah. a few hats. Stay pretty busy. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. No doubt. Which is is part of the reason why we at our company are, are trying to go both vertically and horizontally. Is Steve has uh, been a mentor and a, and a, a guy I look up to that. I, I see what he does and how he does it, and we've went on golf trips together, and sure uh, we've we've actually wrestled on a golf course before, because Steve's Bro. big big into sumo wrestling, which we're okay. going to get into in a little bit. I can't wait. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this right now: this guy this guy is a wealth of knowledge. He's a great mentor to me, and I wanted to have him uh, come on here because I, I really think that as your fence company starts to grow and you see opportunities, you you've got to expand on that and and keep it going so you can be. You know, wide and deep, not narrow and shallow. Sure. sure. Let's, yeah. Let's start talking about, so was Fence Factory the original business that your father started, or? No, it was CMW. Okay. CMW okay. Fence Company was what it was. And okay. He bought that in 1965 in Ventura, California. Okay. Uh, all they did was install fences for Sears and Montgomery Ward at the time, so it was all, all residential. Yeah. Uh, my dad turned it into a union operation. Okay. And a funny thing about it is once he became union, he started doing all this this big fence work. Yeah. But he kept on getting calls for residential stuff. Okay. So he started Ventura Fence right after that just to take care of those calls, and it turned into Fence Factory a few years later, and we expanded it and did a whole lot of other stuff after that. Very good, very yeah. good. So what's, what's the main business of Fence Factory, if, uh, you, if you could break it down? Fence installation, okay. fence material sales. Okay. And uh, basically everything that surrounds those those items, yeah. Gotcha. Well, and he has he has branches in that. You call C- it central central Southern California. Central Southern California, the okay. LA area yep. has uh, different branches and LA branch managers and okay on, yeah. on the coast mostly, right? Okay. Yep. All right. So installation and sales or material sales, that sort of thing. That that's the fence factory side. Yeah. We've also got fence factory rentals, which is a completely okay. different division that does uh, rent a fence and portable toilets. I like that. Yeah. So our, our main competition in my market is a um, is a is a portable toilet, the BWI they did portable toilets, but now they've also gotten into temporary fencing, which made me scratch my head and said, huh, wait a minute. Well, if they could do fence, 
Sure. I bet we could do portable toilets probably. Cross-pollination, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. It makes sense because you're on the same job site. The best question, the best question anybody can ask, and I don't care if you're building fence, you're doing anything. Best question to ask your customer is what else do you need? What other problems can I help you solve while I'm here? They already know you and trust you. They're already doing business with you. Sure. What else, what else is there that I could help you with? So I, I guess that's where the rentals came in. It's funny you say that actually, because we, we started doing Renofence probably in 1995, and uh, we had a lot of construction customers that were asking for us to do the toilets because some of our competitors were doing the fence and the toilets too. Okay. And they just wanted one invoice. Right. So we yes. went out and bought a couple toilets and <laughs> honestly, believe it or not, at that time it was temporary fence with portable toilets on the side. Yeah. It's totally switched. It's really? portable toilets with temporary fence on the side now. No kidding. Oh yeah, it's a it's really taken over. It's done a terrific job, but it you know, it's like being Toucan Sam, you know, follow your nose. Sure, yeah. sure. That's kind of what it is. <laughs> Toucan Sam, I like <laughs> yeah. that. And so that probably opens you up to new opportunities, not just construction sites, but probably event event rentals and that sort of thing? Well, we started <laughs> we started another division called <laughs> Event Factory Rentals. Okay, all right. <laughs> and we do, we do weddings, we do uh, uh, wine festivals, beer festivals, uh, any kind of party. Yeah. Uh, we have those luxury trailers with the air conditioning, yes. you know, and all the yes. nice running water, hot and cold and all that. And we even got a, a if you want it, we got a CD player in there and you can <laughs> loop whatever you want. One of, the, one of my friends uh, rented one of those things for a, a wedding and he just, uh, he looped a, a CD of uh, Henny Youngman jokes <laughs> <laughs> through the whole thing. I love it. I don't well, know if you want to get out of there quicker or not when you're listening to Henny Youngman, yeah. Uh, a little bit of, uh, in, you know, my team, Jamie, Scott, Sarah, Melanie, they will all tell you, oh my goodness, can we please not start another division or another <laughs> company? But, but a little bit, I, I tell them, if a customer's asking for something and it's low-hanging fruit, um, and they pay yeah. their bills, why don't you want to go provide a service for them? Yeah. Uh, it, it just makes sense. And that's, I've, I've literally have, have stolen some of these ideas from Steve, and, and when I see him doing something, I'm like, holy cow, it, I might not get in the, in the Portageon business, but why I started a fab shop was I, I wanted to be able to make my own handrail. Yeah. I got tired of the guys making my handrail, weren't making it right, weren't measuring it right, weren't, weren't performing, and would tell, give me a deadline of two weeks and I'd get it in four. Well, now my customer's upset with me. Well, when when you and I talked about that three or four years ago, you said you got to have that so you can control that a little bit better. I mean, yep. You probably don't remember because it was right before a meeting that we were getting on and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a fab shop. Yep. And the fab shop started with one welder and just really small and now we've got seven guys welding and, and it's really growing nicely. So, But yeah, that's, that's why you've been a good inspiration for me. You, dude. I love it. Yeah. I think, awesome. when, I think when you read success stories of businesses of all different stripes and colors, I think the most successful ones solve their own problems, right? So, oh, for sure. So, Matt, your problem was handrail. Wasn't coming in right or on time, so you solved your own problem. Okay, right. well, I, I bet I could do this better, so let's give that a try. Which I've got a re I've got something that relates directly to that. I got into the vinyl business, uh, fabrication of vinyl and, and selling wholesale because of brand A, couldn't couldn't provide us what we needed, so we just started our own. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. that's that's it's vinyl well. craft, vinyl right? Craft, right? Yep. Vinyl craft. All right, yep. very good. So I've, similar story. So uh, we we're having a hard time. This was during the pandemic. We we're having a hard time with supply issues on getting in chain link. It was it was behind schedule. It's hard to get a hold of and that sort of thing. So we ended up buying mm -hmm. a wire weaving machine. Started a company to weave wire. I said, 
it was 14 weeks to get this particular order of wire, whereas 16 weeks to get the machine to, to weave it. Well, I'll wait 16 weeks and we'll get the machine and I'll never wait for wire again. So it, it's funny how we get a group of people assembled and it's just, you hear a lot of similar stories. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. There's a there's a lot of cross-pollination in this industry anyway, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Plus it's fun to help each other out. I, I, it, I have to be at least in the top five of your sales, right? On one job, didn't we oh, help yeah. you sell one job? Top it was five? Uh, yeah, you're really close. I mean, actually. I sold. I only sold one, one job, job for you. Yeah. But I made the. I got to make top, maybe top ten. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm in the top ten of his top salesmen. Yeah. Very good. Very good. That's bragging. That's bragging. <laughs> well, and you were our very first roll of wire. And, and I, I wanted to be oh, his first right? roll yeah. of oh, wire. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was. He told this story yesterday to where uh, he got a hold of me because I, I told him we were doing this and. Uh, he goes, okay, well, I want to send you a purchase order. Like, well, we just got the machine. We still have to train on it. We still have to get it. He goes, I know, I know. But I'm going to send you this purchase order because I want to be customer one. I want to be role one. <laughs> You'll never forget and, me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely well, not. And we it, did it. I, I did that because I learned because uh, Mike Lovewell, Ray Hohe, those guys are our first couple customers. You were within the top five. Sure. Uh, Bobby Batchelor uh, believed in us in the top, uh, probably in that top 10. Uh, so we've had some customers that have been important to me. Well, I wanted to kind of turn around and cross, do that, take care of the same circle, which is what That's we need really in the cool. in industry, right? We, and we need to be teaching that next generation to take care of each other. Without a doubt. Right. Without a doubt. Yeah. As soon as Matt showed me that My Salesman thing, it just clicked. Oh yeah, <laughs> why doesn't everybody have this? It makes perfect <laughs> sense. It does. All you have to do is watch a, a five minute demo and you go, Yes. That's all I needed. That's exactly yeah. what the business needs. Without a doubt. That's awesome. It is. So so you're you're expanding into these different businesses. At what point at what point so you have them all separated. At what point mm -hmm. does it make sense to separate businesses? And because That's you see question. both sides of it. Oh you yeah. See some of them there'll be one company and they have divisions within that company, but then you see other companies that are Okay. Uh, All melted together. That's yeah. right. That's right. They're different business structures, business entities. So I, I got a perfect example for you. When we first got into the temporary fence business, I had a, a manager that wanted to run the temporary fence business and run the local fence installation and material sales business. Mm -hmm. The problem that you had with that was that one of those is going to pay. One of them is going to get neglected because their focus is going to be on this. And yeah. when, he, when he's got a $20,000 fence installation job he's going to do, he's not going to go to that $2,000 temporary fence installation. That's true. So in my mind, it's just a, it's just so logical. You set it up as a separate operation, and sure. you have those guys focus on that. And that's, that's what we did, and that's what we do, actually. Sounds like a great setup. So you put someone in place that is their – that business is their responsibility. That's right. That they are – they're obligated to push that business forward as far as possible. That's exactly right. And it, wor it, it works if you have the right focus on it. That's all, just shine a, it's like these things, shine a bright light on it. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff yep. happens. Yep, yeah, yep. that's right. That's awesome. Okay, so I I have a favorite, uh, can, we, can we derail for a little bit? Absolutely. All right, so we, so we go off to this um, golf trip. We're in Bandon Dunes playing golf. And uh, the first night, Steve says, hey, we're going to watch sumo wrestling. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to kid you. I, I never watched sumo wrestling, knew nothing about it. I was kind of like, a uh, couple chunky guys rubbing bellies. I mean, that's what went through my head. I'm just being sure. honest. And then we started watching it. And I picked out a guy. Who's my guy? Waka Taka Kage. What? What? The? Waka. Waka. Taka. Taka. Kage. Kage. Yeah. 
I liked him because he wasn't as tall as the other guys, and he was still big. Six, six, three, very muscular. 300 pounds, mm -hmm. very muscular. Oh, wow. But the other guys are like six, six, 500, 450? 450, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, they're huge. Holy so God. I thought, well, I like the little guy, right? Pick, I'm gonna pick the little guy. Yeah. Well, so then I started watching it a little. So the whole rest of the week, we watch, every night we watched sumo wrestling. I grilled steaks, Nebraska beef. Yeah, nice. baby. Yeah, I love Nebraska nice. beef. And then every night we'd watch sumo wrestling. And I'm gonna tell you what, I fell in love with it. Well, then like two years later, he won the world title. Yeah, he just won it, yeah. Yeah, so wow. uh, I was like, I knew I knew how to pick winners <laughs> the whole you time. Him. He's one of He's one of my favorites. I love him. Yeah. I, I, and now he, I get the updates and all that. But I do I do appreciate that for the, but they're, because they're, they're hard work, it's hard work. And they're, oh, yeah. they're actually really good. It's not just good. fat guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, which is like us, right? We, yeah, we're hard just work. Fat guys. We're not just fat guys. <laughs> we're not just we fat work guys. hard. That's right. Hey, so um, a, a little bit of what's going on too is is uh, you you have a next generation coming in. Uh, yes. Uh, your son Justin's going to be uh, joining, which he's mm -hmm. supposed to be here somewhere, and um, which I'm excited that uh, I've got Benjamin, uh, my son, coming in uh, to be a second generation. You'll, uh, he'll be your guys' third generation. Uh, which is we've had a lot of these talks about it sure. and, and we've we've we have decided that we they will never know as much as us right <laughs> there's no way there's no way <laughs> is that right guys it's not possible so so it's interesting that this table so i'm on the other end of that conversation right so i'm the son of uh -oh. my father's business so <laughs> i will i will stick up for the sons right now and say like let, we're we might be on the more cutting edge of technology Right, like we got our own tricks. Now we might not have as much knowledge, but we have devices on our personal. Wait a minute, Steve. Steve, we can look up all sorts. Can of you stuff. turn on your phone? It's on, I think. Yeah. Can yeah. you answer an email? Yeah. What more do we need to know? <laughs> That's it. You know, I That's got an fair. interesting That's story fair. for you that my dad gave me. He brought okay. me a big painting, a big picture. It was a picture of an old World War II bomber and an F-15 in the background, right? The F-15's going like this, the bomber's going like this. And their quote on it is, youth and skill are no match for old age and treachery. <laughs> there you have it. And, and he, that was sending a message to me. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. If we can stay on this topic for a minute, the, the transition from father to son, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that because I, I know it from my perspective, coming from the son. What is it like for you guys as fathers bringing, and it not just in your, in this instance it's sons, but it could be daughters as well. What's it like bringing the next generation into the business? Yeah, you, they got to want to first. They, they got to have a desire to, to be involved in it. I, I have a daughter too, but mm -hmm. she wants nothing to do with the fence business. So, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, Justin seemed like he picked it up pretty good, and he, you know he hung around the family his whole life, so sure. he, he kind of learned things through osmosis just by being there, <laughs> which we all did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I'd have to say, you know, Ben Ben went into accounting in college, mm -hmm. um, and then went to work for a really really good uh, accounting firm, mm -hmm. and uh, I had kind of told him, hey, I'd like for you to go do something else for about five Ooh. years. Yeah. We were growing rapidly. And um, I think it lasted two and a half, maybe three years. And him and I had a very heart-to-heart -heart talk of, are you sure you want to come into this? Don't do it for the sake of feeling pressure. Like you just said, yeah. um, you have to want to do it. And uh, which I was very fortunate because Steve doesn't know this. I was watching his and Justin's relationship ahead of time to say, mm -hmm. how, how is he going to roll this out? Oh, uh, and you kind of, you didn't really send him away to do something else, but you sent him to a different division 
uh, which maybe, you know, that could be a topic for another time. But a number of them, yeah. But what I loved was that Ben called me up and said, Dad, I'm ready. And then he came on. We picked the date, and then he came on. And uh, he knows that he has to start from the ground up. And, sure. uh, you know, he's dug holes uh, through high school, and he's cleaned toilets, and my daughters have cleaned toilets. And I think that's a good way to bring the kids that's up. That's the only way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got to learn it from the ground up. You really do. Absolutely. I think I think that's an interesting subject to talk about too. Is is having them work either outside the business or in a different part of the business. When and so I'm I'm kind of going through that now, where I've got a daughter that's 14. So this last year she came and worked for us over the summer for the first time, for her first time. And uh, so we're starting to have this thought, right? And and when you read about successful families that that bring in second and third generation. There's a common theme that they typically want them to go work in another business for a period of time, and the period of time varies. But to go, you know, maybe it's to go pick up a different skill set that that the core company doesn't have yet, or maybe it's just to see what else is out there before they come into the business. I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on that. And exposure from other people. I mean, that's I think that's the most important thing, and I've seen it on both sides. When I came in, my old man sent me to different branches, too, to learn under other managers that we had, which was the most valuable thing he could have done for me. I, and I had other siblings that actually just worked directly with the old man. Okay. And you saw that they get stuck in his in his path, right, in his in his wheel treads. Absolutely. Yeah. And for me, I, I that really wasn't my cup of tea anyway, and that's the way he saw it. So I just... I just went and learned from these other guys and I, I learned a heck of a lot more than I probably would have if I just stuck around him and I think he knew that too absolutely yeah, yeah and Ben Ben got to go work for an accounting firm and I, I love that he got that but you know he, he helped us put one of our very first nets together years years earlier uh, in our garage because it was just Jamie myself and Scott and uh, so I would build the nets and put the clips on and get it all prepped. So he's been doing it since he was little. Sure. But I love the fact that he got to go work for an accounting firm and kind of meet new people and see uh, a way a business is ran. And I definitely don't want him to do what I'm doing. I want him to, to do things his way and, and the way he wants to do it someday when his time is right. And, uh, you know, a little bit of it is, uh, you know, Jamie and Scott right now are, are my, my, my next generation leaders, those two guys. Um, and I love it because neither one of them think like I do. Uh, you know, we all accent each other really well. And I think that's part of the secret sauce is, the to, is to surround yeah. yourself with yeah. people that aren't yes men. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the most dangerous place to be is in an echo chamber. Yeah, that's right. You say, hey, I've got a great idea. And then the whole table says, you know what? I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Boss, right. Yeah, you got it, bud. And, and then you, you don't have to be a, a pushover either, right? right. You can, right. you can stand and say, nope, this is our core values. Oh, this sure. is where we're going. But having somebody push you out of your comfort zone, that's yeah. healthy, that's I think. That's worth so much. I, I, yeah, you can't even say how much that's worth, yeah. honestly. Well, in our business, so my sister Sarah is in the business with us and with my dad. My dad's in the business as well. But she and I do really well because we're, we're in a lot of times, yin and yang on, on whatever subject it is, whatever we're talking about. She's the counterpoint to my point. And you really do need that. Right. To somebody to say, to say, hey, have you thought about this unintended consequence? Or I think I, you're making some assumptions here that I don't think are logical, right? You almost need that person. And the understanding, though, needs to be I am willing to hear input. Like, I need that. But we are, you know, ultimately, there is one person making a decision, right? But right. you need to have that person, though, is the point, is, is get out of an echo chamber and have someone that is the opposite of you, or at least has a counterpoint. Yeah, the Japanese version would be called open kimono. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, right. Say that again. Say that again. Open kimono. 
Open kimono. Yeah. Okay. Everything's open. Everything. Yeah. Everything's okay. here to be seen. Right. Yep. I love it. I yep. love that philosophy. That. I, I hope the next generation are in ours, which would be Scott and Jamie, mm -hmm. and then uh, hopefully Ben will pick a couple other leaders. Because I really also believe that, uh, you know, you have Ralph Silva. Yes. Uh, what a wonderful human being. Um, He's been really good to us also. Uh, he's the one that took us around to all your branches when we sure. signed up my salesman. And uh, Jamie and I were playing Golden Tee, and we were hitting the Golden Tee pretty hard. And he sent us uh, an invoice, a mock-up <laughs> invoice, that said, I had to replace that Golden Tee machine you guys <laughs> broke in some town along the way. He keeps talking about uh, Yeah, he does. Uh, but, but you surrounded yourself with a guy like Ralph Silva that is your right-hand man. I, I got mean, lucky. I, he's I, like a brother now. Yeah. yeah. Yep, uh, which is great. Uh, I I think that's good too. And I, you know, you you at now have your sister. Holy cow! And yeah. she is uh, what a breath of fresh air. And she does such a good job for you. And um, I think that's yeah. important to surround ourselves with. I think every good leader has to have a a right and a left hand, or a right hand right. at least, or something right. like that to kind of push them a little bit. And challenge you. And, yeah, yeah, you need to be challenged. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, complacency kills. For that sure. is absolutely a, the truth. Is so you can't get complacent and. And that can be in a mindset, that can be in a, a particular growth avenue. You can't get complacent. You have to have somebody there that pushes you and challenges you. And it makes it fun. Absolutely. It makes it a lot I, more fun. I love it. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Well guys, we've got, so speaking of the, the next generation, we've got them right off camera and they are absolutely chomping at the bit to get <coughs> up here. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know that we're the better looking of, of the four of us, right? Us two, we, we carry that, we are the eye candy in this relationship, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, course. oh, Ben looks just like you. And I'm like, no, no. I'm way better looking than him. Now listen. He might putting, be smarter, but I'm way better looking. You're putting me in a pretty awkward situation here because I have to talk to them next. So, <laughs> yeah. so I can't agree or disagree. We're just well, gonna. I'm gonna be Switzerland this. in this. We're gonna let them in there, but I'm gonna tell you if they start okay. telling any stories about him and I wrestling <laughs> on the golf course, they're true. Yeah, they're true. Okay. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to know. One, good one to thing know. that Matt didn't mention. Yeah. Uh oh. My favorite sumo wrestler. Yeah. Oh yes. His name is Toby Zaru. Toby Zaru. That means flying monkey in Japanese. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love the love flying it. monkey. This guy also speaks Japanese. No, this, no, this not, not very well. A little more than I do. More than you do. That's true. <laughs> All well, right. That's fair. That's, that's not fair. saying a lot. <laughs> All right. All right. We're gonna get off. Hey, let's let us. Steve, thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. I do. Let's do let uh, the next two guys come up. Come on, Benjamin. And guys, as you're watching, feel free to drop questions, comments in the comments below. Uh, we we can see the comments as or comments or questions as they come up, and uh, <laughs> and we're live, so you got all sorts of stuff going on. But um, drop your comments or questions in the comments below. We can see them and we'll uh, we'll bring them up and talk about them as we go. Gentlemen, how are we? Glad to be here. Good. How how do you follow that? Uh, way better. <laughs> Good. No, I'm just kidding. Good. 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 All right. I like where this is headed already. <laughs> well, guys, why don't I know you guys? Why don't you introduce yourself uh, to the audience? Uh, ben Warner with uh, Empire Netting and Fence slash My Salesman slash USS. Uh, all of the above, kind of do it all. Um, yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Justin Bennett. I'm with um, Fence Factory, Vinyl Craft, Electronic Entry Distributors, <laughs> Event Factory Rentals. Fence factory rentals and perimeter security systems. Our fathers did not make it easy on this introduction. <laughs> oh no, no. You almost need to like just write it on the back of your. All right, let's make sure we're we don't right. miss one. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, very good. Well, guys, 
let's talk about what it's like for for a minute. We so we talked about what it's like for the for the fathers bringing in the sons. Let's talk for a minute on what it's like for a son coming into the con into the company. That's that's kind of a conversation I know a little bit more about than the father. I, we're not there yet with my kiddos, but what was it like from your guys' perspectives coming into a father's company? Good. Um, well, it's definitely a, a little bit of, uh, there's a lot of pressure going into it, especially if uh, me growing up in the business, I never realized that it was how big it really was. And so people keep telling me, oh man, this, this, this is a pretty big business, pretty daunting. I didn't really realize it. And then you start working in it and you see it's a lot of different different pies to put your finger in. It just, sure. it's, it's a little daunting at some times, but at the end of the day, I. I'm really competitive and I want to be better than him. And that's, that's kind of what drives me. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'd follow up very similar. It's you hold a title by your last name, you know, it's, yeah. there's no avoiding it ever. Right. You come into, you know, I think Matt has 80 some employees and you come in and everybody knows who you are. <laughs> they're like, Hey Ben. I'm like, Hey, yeah. uh, remind me your name. Yeah, you know, it's, you. Yeah, hey. and it's, so there's just that standard that, hits you right in the face kind yep. of, you know, of, all right, well, it's go time and I'm ready to be here, but I've got a lot to learn, you know, and absolutely, there's a lot of uh, weight on your shoulders and a fact of you're, you've got to perform, you know, sure, so. Sure. Well, and, and pressure is the right word because you, you almost get pressure from both sides, right? So at least in my, in my experience, uh, my, my dad felt pressure to show to others that I wasn't getting preferential treatment, right? So uh, sometimes maybe went out of his way to prove that I wasn't getting <laughs> special treatment. Uh, but then from the other side, everyone else just assumed I was. So I would get a little bit extra oh, pressure yeah. on that end too, you know, uh, whether in, in my, my dad, I didn't, this was a blessing in disguise. We talked about the last interview and in that I didn't think it was a blessing at the time, but I started, you know, putting bolts on nuts and assembling hardware and fabricating gates and just kind of work my way up. And so I got a lot of pressure from the other guys around that, you know, I was just here to learn for a little bit and then move on. And so uh, pressure is the right word. You kind of catch pressure from both sides. Yep. Yeah, I would, I mean, similar process in the fact of, you know, Matt started out of the garage and spring clipping nets at nine years old. I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but he goes, hey, son, you wanna, I'm like, sure. I guess. <laughs> You know, and so it's just, it's fun to see that process, you know, as well. You know, a lot of these guys have been with the company for a long time, but I've been behind the scenes with sure. the company for a long time, so. Well, and, and you guys have, have a little bit extra insight because also you see what it's like at home after you clock out and you head home and, and the work conversation continues at the dinner table <laughs> and, and afterwards. and. You never really stop working. No, it's especially lately since I've been trying to take more of a, a role, hands-on role in how how things are run for for some of our divisions. It's it definitely never stops. It's it's all day, every day, 24/7. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of a unique perspective that we get to see that you know, it, and my mom and my dad work together in the business, so like little little arguments that start at the office, <laughs> uh, they get brought home and and they continue on, but. It, but it gives us that unique perspective though, right? That mindset that we're not clocking off at five or four or whenever, like you don't actually ever clock off. The phone still, the cell phone still rings. Yeah, your phone's on, you're clocked in. <laughs> that's yes. right, that's right. You're still getting emails. You're yep. still like the, the technology follows you wherever you're at. But, but I think that's an experience that you need, 
so that you're not shocked by it when you come in and go, wait a minute, no, no, I'm, I'm done with work for today. No, you're not. You still, you, you're working for another five or six hours until you get until you finally turn the phone off. And I think, I don't know if it's true about you, but I think those are the most valuable conversations to have. You know, yeah. hey, Matt, what are you doing for dinner? Well, partially because then I won't have to pay for it. But also, like, <laughs> those Fair. are the, you know, those are the conversations that you can have when nobody else is really listening and, and right. you can kind of get, right. you dive deeper. You know, you can only say so much and do so much, but right. you can be more intimate at home, you know, around the kitchen table. And I think Absolutely. those are the value. That's the value. Well, and you can ask vulnerable questions. Yeah. Right. That you wouldn't necessarily ask in a group setting because for a variety of reasons, but you almost get that, you know, just that more intimate setting where you can, you can be vulnerable for a little bit. And that cuts both ways. Uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> that cuts both ways as well. But I think, I, I think you guys will probably agree with me that I feel as a more complete business owner, you guys are coming into that role uh, for having that, yep. right? Instead of just buying into a franchise or whatever the whatever the other instances might be, I really feel like we're more well-rounded to come into a yeah. business and operate it effectively. I would. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. And I, I think what's really important is no matter what kind of business you have, if you have to get them starting from the, the ground up doing yeah. everything. I mean, I started when I was I mean, California, 14 is when you can start legally working. Okay. I've been coming to these kind of functions since I was a little kid. But 14, I would just weave together rolls of chain link in the yard yeah. and sweep up oh, and, yeah. and pull fittings okay. and get the, the, the trucks ready clean for the, the next clean year. Clean the toilets. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I've cleaned a lot of porta potties. Uh, I, I know I know what hard work is, and I'm I'm not afraid of it. I think it's really important that the guys that you're going to be leading in the future know that you're not going to ask them to do anything that you won't do yourself. Yes, absolutely. That you haven't done. Yes. I think that's an important thing to, to get out there is like, listen, guys, it's important that you know my story because know that when I ask you to do it, I've already done it. I understand it's August and I'm asking you to go dig holes today. I get it because I've been there. I've done it. It's not going to be fun, but that is one of the parts of the process of us getting paid for this fence. So it's a necessary part. I think it's important. Yeah. Right. It's not just a random individual that comes into the company and just starts barking orders like, no, no, I've we've done that. We've yeah. done that. And I, I think what's funny is you, you move up and then you really miss being out in the field. Like I would much rather yeah. be out in the field than being in an office right. taking phone calls. Right. I, I think so, sometimes you kind of just got to go out there and, and work with them yourself just to kind of get away from it. But then just reminds them that you're you'll, you'll you're going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Absolutely. And it's funny because when the role was reversed, when I was working on the cruise, I couldn't wait to get into the office. I was like, all right, you know, when, once I get out of high school, I can transition into sales and that gets to be in the office or in a truck. That would be great. Well, then I got into it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There, there are a lot of days where I think there was something to this digging holes because I had one job. Yeah. And I, as long as I did that job really well, I, it was a successful day. Yep. Where now it's like there are a multitude of jobs to do on any given day. But I, I think you're right. There's some days where I miss being out in the field. Yeah, I think that learning curve, too, is amplified. You know, I mean, speed, I mean, first of all, you learn it way faster. But, yeah. two, your knowledge when you are in the office and you have those important phone calls, you're not just making stuff up. You know, sure. you're not the guy who just showed up in the office to yeah. go to work. You, right. You've been there. You've done it. And so, I, you know, I'm kind of like 70% field, 30% office sure. right now just sure. as I'm growing. And yeah. 
the few phone calls that I've had to have, that has been so valuable to just, like, no, I literally know how that net is hung. You right. know, those right. conversations, yeah. so much easier and so much more valuable. And you can articulate it better. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you've had hands-on experience with whatever the question may be. You know, why did, why did you move a hole when you were digging it? Well, because let me talk to you about utilities and let me talk to you about this and the other. Instead of just saying, well, it just that's what the guy said it had to do, you can articulate to the customer better. You can also articulate to your team members better too. Yeah. This is the reason because back, you know, when I was doing it, these were the problems we had when we tried it this other way. That's why we have the current, pro whatever the current process is in place. It helps you, it helps you explain the why better. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm switching gears here a little bit. One of the companies you mentioned was EED. Yes. Is that right? So when, when you're explaining the companies, I'm checking them off in my head. I'm like, I know, I know. That's one that I'm not clear on. Can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, so EED is Electronic Entry Distributors. Um, we have seven locations uh, across the country. We can service anybody in the United States. Um, our locations are going to be in Tampa, Dallas, Atlanta, um, Indianapolis, and then we have Fresno, Los Angeles and Sacramento. Okay, what do you guys do? So we distribute access controls and, and gate operators. So if okay. you need help with anything access control or gate operator wise, you can give us a call and we have dedicated sales reps to, to go out and visit you. A lot of these other guys, they don't really go out and visit you. We will go and visit you, okay. talk to you, help you out whatever, whatever way we can. So the, so the gate operators, the accessories that go with them, the keypads, the loops, the the accessories that go with them, the safety devices probably as well? Yep, anything you need, and if there's something that we don't carry, we'll be able, we'll find it somewhere and we'll be able to get it to you if you need it. Very good, very good. Are there brands that you guys like carrying more than others? Um, we have a pretty good uh, relationship with LiftMaster. We we do a lot of Door King, Cellgate, all all the major players, Viking, all okay. all those guys. I probably asked you a really uncomfortable yeah, yeah. question, and I apologize. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, I'm gonna put him on the spot for a minute. And that's not what I intended. No to No worries. All right, so ED is a company that that provides gate operators access controls yes. and accessories. Very good. If you were, but you list you listed off a, a whole host of companies. You're one person, right? So which of those companies do you find yourself working more in? So right now I took over our uh, perimeter security system. So okay. we have five fence factory locations throughout Cal uh, Southern and Central California. And so we have a division that does all of the gate operators and we started doing uh, garage doors and commercial overhead doors as well. Okay. And so we have that one business that basically just goes out to all these other all of our other locations jobs and installs the gate operators for them. Makes sense, that yeah. makes sense. So that's what you find yourself working more in? Yep, but uh, okay. going back to the earlier conversation in EED, yeah. Yeah. that was probably one of the most valuable places I went. So I know Ben went and did accounting um, yeah. as part of kind of getting away from the business. So I I was in Dallas, I, was, I moved to Indianapolis for about a year. I opened up our Indianapolis location, but working directly under um, the general manager for EED, Hobie Allen, it, I learned so much from doing that. It was, it was working for a family company, but without working for a family company, sure. it was something completely different. I wasn't answering to Steve; I was answering to Hobie. It was those are the good old days. different. Yeah, <laughs> that was good old days. Absolutely, uh, Ben. What? So you also listed off a host of companies. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you find yourself working more in? Yeah. So I am in the. Uh, so. I work for Empire mostly, okay. Okay. Um, and then within Empire, there's you know you have the netting, the sports construction, uh, 
residential uh, commercial fence. And so I'm primarily in the netting division. Okay. Um, and so I'm working alongside USS, Unlimited Sports Solutions, um, with all of their products. Um, so it's kind of nice having them for materials and, and all of that standpoint. Sure. To, uh, that's kind of the world I live in okay. for the most part anyways. Okay. Very good. Did you guys find yourselves gravitating towards that? Did you guys, so did you find yourself gravitating towards EED and towards netting or were you more guided in that direction? Um, it was go, <laughs> go here and, and, <laughs> and figure it out, take care of it. That's kind of sure. how it goes. Sure. But yeah. I'm happy to do whatever whatever they want me to do. As long as I'm learning something or trying to improve something, I'm, I'm okay with it. That's fair. I was, uh, so I actually spent multiple summers in college working for Empire. So okay. started out digging holes for residential fence one summer. Next summer did a little bit of commercial, like ran my own crew, kind of temp fence, easy jobs. Uh, spent a summer doing the sales okay. um, just throughout college. And so I'd kind of, you know, dip my fingers in a little bit of everything. Sure. Um, and so I knew what I didn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, and so then I was kind of like, you know, I have this uncle and he's kind of tough to work for, but I really don't want to do fence. So I'm like, yeah. okay, fence, mean uncle, you know, so. Yeah, to weigh out the pros and the cons. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So uh, Jamie runs the netting division. So uh, that's kind of where I took my path then. So sure. it's been kind sure. of fun. Very good. Where do you guys see, so looking into the future, say looking at a five-year plan, where do you guys see yourselves in five years? Five years is a, is a flexible number. Where do you see you guys in the future? Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be more in, in the corporate office and not, I've been kind of like a fix-it guy, so I've been trying to take care of all the, all the branches that are having problems. So I'm hoping I'm kind of doing more strategic things in the office all the time. Um, I was at corporate office for about a, a month and then I got sent out to do something else. So I haven't been back there, sure. but I'm, I'm actually, one thing my, my dad did with my grandpa was he was sat in his office and that's where he was, two desks in the same office. Yep. I was fighting that at first, but now I'm like, that's probably the most valuable thing I could ever do. So I'm, I'm hoping yep. I'll, I'll be doing that by then. Very good, very good. I think there's something to that, having, having a desk in the office because it gets you in the conversations, it gets you in the, the thought process that sort of thing. I think that's a smart place to be. <clears throat> um, so like I said, kind of 70% field, 30% office right now. Um, so kind of transitioning into that uh, project management role within the netting and sports construction world, um, I think would be kind of a good five-year goal, you know, okay. of I love to manage people. I love to be a leader and, and kind of fitting. I can kind of do that now as a foreman for one job. Sure. Uh, I think it would be awesome to be able to run, you know, the scheduling, the questions, the of everything going on, the bidding and estimating, and, and all of that. So that's kind of where uh, I see that going with how fast that the netting division is growing and how popular it's becoming. Yeah. Uh, be kind of the five-year goal. I think those are both good goals, guys. If you could give advice to someone out there watching that maybe is a, a younger generation coming up into the family business. What, what advice would you give that person? Um, I'd, I'd probably just tell them, if you're having fun, go for it. If it's something that you're not having fun with, it, it, you're just not gonna, I've seen a lot of people kind of run companies into the ground or I've sure. seen people go out of business because whoever took over next just was not having fun with it. So as long as you're having fun, go for it, go all in. Uh, one thing that actually 
before I started last August, Justin and I had talked about it because I was I was asking him. He how long have you been? Uh, I mean, fifteen years, but probably uh, seven years. Yeah. So, knowing that he's had that history and uh, you know working, like I asked him, I was like, what what am I getting myself into? You know, sure. with the last name and all of that. And I think one of the most valuable things he told me, which is obvious, but earn your stripes. Like, yeah. don't let anybody outwork you. Because that is what will be most valuable later on. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter what else is going on around you if you don't have the respect of those people. And so I think Absolutely. that was one of the great pieces of advice that Justin shared with me. So that's what I would pass on as well. Is just don't be outworked. I, I think that's a great piece of advice because you see sometimes you see people take shortcuts because uh, because of the last name or because yeah, of the position. because they can they because have that they ability. Can. But they always end up paying for that, yep. right? Everyone knows that a shortcut was taken. So there's a little bit more respect involved when the shortcuts weren't taken, when the stripes weren't, so to speak. Guys, we covered a bunch of ground. We covered a bunch of ground there. Any any last thoughts that you guys have that we can talk about, you'd like to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. Do, you, do you want to tell the, uh, the golf sumo oh, wrestling about uh, about them playing <laughs> yeah. stuff, playing golf and doing sumo i wasn't going to bring it up but i was really hoping one of you would it, it is well okay so my dad steve's he's really into sumo like more than most people who live in japan would be into sumo <laughs> okay and so he, he was in the marine corps so he, he was stationed in okinawa for almost two years and so he fell in love with the culture for the most part and then he he stumbled upon NHK one day, which is a cable Japanese cable channel that's on some TV providers. And so then he just started going head first into sumo and he's been obsessed with it. We, we took a golf trip out to Oregon um, with Matt and a couple other people in the fence industry. And they weren't even drinking. I don't even know how this started. <laughs> and so we started watching sumo and then you know how Matt is. As soon as he gets something, he, he runs with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so before you know it, they're on a tee box just putting their hands on the ground, going sumo full bore at each other, <laughs> trying to knock each other over. Without alcohol, too. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's always the crazy that's thing. If that doesn't part. explain who they are as people, then I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah, and I, don't right, right. I don't think Matt will ever get his favorite sumo wrestler's name right, ever. <laughs> I can't say what he told me the name was, like, without being banned and things, but <laughs> it was not the name that your dad Steve gave for him. It was it was a slightly different name. It was a slightly different name. Just, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> guys, I appreciate you guys coming up. I'd like to keep up with you guys. I'd like to have you guys on from time to time because I think this is the, the generational transfer. I think this is a conversation that's coming up more and more in the industry. I mean, I think that's the, the point in time that the industry is in that these conversations are happening more often where the the parents are passing it down to a child and they're trying to figure out what does that process look like there's not an answer right there's not there's not any one answer but what i hope is we can provide kind of a rough roadmap of here's how here's my experience here's your guys' experiences here's your dad's experience and can we all get together and, and try to help the next person going through this navigate a little bit better because I'll tell, you, I'll give you a little warning here. It's not smooth sailing. It's no. not. It's never smooth sailing. Um, you know, my my dad had an idea how he wanted it to go, and I had a different idea about how it would go. Um, but 
it was a win because it was really kind of a mixture of we, yeah. neither one of us were really happy with it, but neither <laughs> of us were really upset with it either. So I, I feel like it went well, but it would be interesting to follow you guys through your journey uh, coming into the businesses and just becoming what that process looks like. Absolutely. Very good. Guys, I'm Joe Evers, the fence expert. Uh, this is the uh, second interview, third interview of more to come. I appreciate you guys being with us, being so giving with your time. Uh, as always, I appreciate Matt Warner for making the Know Before You Go studio a reality. I appreciate this a lot. Having a stage to talk on means a lot. So thank you guys. I appreciate you guys for watching. Uh, until next time, I'm Joe Evers, the fence expert, reminding you that good fences make good neighbors. And I'll see you next time.